This is the number three podcast with me, your host, JD, otherwise known as the one who waits, the rebel without a clue, or the veil of Glamorgan dandy. Today I'm coming to you from a very windswept California on the South Wales coast. It's wet and it's wild out there, so let's apply some soothing balm to your soul, and let's do this. Episode 5 The Kindness of Strangers So the world is crap, we know this. People are generally crap to themselves and to others. Using religion, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation to bring others down and make themselves feel good. Or because the excuse for a newspaper that they read tells them to hate and hate and hate. In this cesspool we call life, it's hard to cling on to the good. But it is out there, and every now and then a story comes along and reminds you of that. That there are good folks out there doing good things. So here are just some of my favourites. Oh, and if you're out there listening and thinking, well, they probably just did that because they made them look good in the press. Or, that'll help them with their album sales. Or, that's just corporate social responsibility, you know. To those people, I say this, you are part of the problem of this world. Realise that sometimes people do good things for the sake of doing good things. And go out there and do something good yourself. Remember, as Scott H. Young says, cynicism is easy, optimism takes guts. Number one, Foo Fighters frontman, an all-round good dude, Dave Grohl, could have had a list to himself, but I'll stick to just one I hadn't heard before. In Australia 2006, uh, a mine caved in on itself, trapping two miners. They were able to receive food and water, but it took them a long time to get them out, and they requested one thing to keep their spirits up, an iPod filled with Foo Fighters songs. When Dave Grohl heard about that, he sent them a letter that went, quote, Though I'm halfway around the world right now, my heart is with you both. And I want you to know that when you come home, there's two tickets to any Foo Fighter show anywhere. And two cold beers wait for you. Deal? Look forward to sharing them with you. End quote. Number two. Okay. Good people of a different kind. Nurses. My mum was a nurse, retired now, and I've got a story of her later. But on to the tale of Dave King in Missouri, who was fighting but losing a battle against cancer. In his last days, all he wanted to do was say goodbye to his dog, Little Fee. Now, unfortunately, like most hospitals, there's a strict no-pet policy. But... As all the nurses had heard Dave talk about his dog, they bent the rules a little and helped a family member sneak little Fee in. Dave passed away a short while later, but not before being able to say goodbye to his best friend, 
and faithful companion. And if it's getting a little bit dusty where you are, don't worry, it is in here too. Number three, Metal Hammer is the world's premier rock and metal magazine and has a tongue-in-cheek agony uncle whose real name is John Doran. Now amidst the I'm in love with my guitar or I've cut my hair and can't play anymore problems, a genuine plea came from a teen who was gay and out and being bullied in school and being called abnormal. Now coincidentally, John the Agony Uncle was interviewing Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford not long after receiving the email. Rob Halford was one of the first people in rock and metal to publicly come out as gay and he was certainly one of the biggest names to do so. The journalist mentioned the bullied teen to Rob and asked him if he had a message for the lad. Rob Halford said this, You tell him from me that he is completely normal. It's the kids who are bullying him that aren't normal. The same thing happened to me at school. All he has to do is bide his time, because once he leaves school, those kids won't be able to touch him, and they'll be nowhere. Tell him to stay strong, because he'll win in the end. And that message was printed in the next magazine, and months later, the teen wrote the journalist again to say it had helped him to know that one of the biggest names in metal had been in the same situation. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we call Halford the Metal God. Number four, uh, the bystander effect, if you've heard of it, is something I've encountered myself. You see something going down, but because other people are around, you wonder whether to get involved yourself, or will someone else act first, or whether things will just sort themselves out but some people are braver and it's lucky for some that they are there's an author in mass massachusetts called celeste ing and she was driving to the gym in pretty cold weather one day when she noticed an elderly lady sitting on the side of the road now the woman didn't look in distress but something nagged at celeste so ignoring the bystander effect she drove around the block and pulled up next to the elderly woman and asked if she was okay turns out the woman had gone for a walk before realizing she couldn't walk as far as she first thought the woman had sat down for a rest and now couldn't get back up celeste got the woman on her feet urged her into her car and drove her the three blocks back to her retirement home as celeste said if you're able Always take a minute and check if someone needs help. Number five. Those that know me know that Wales and British and Irish Lions captain Alan Wynne-Jones is one of my sporting heroes. And that's significant because I don't have many modern day ones. They're usually from the 80s and 90s. Alan Wynne has done many things of note to make this list but one that stayed with me was the last game of the 2019 Six Nations Rugby Tournament. Wales were sitting pretty at the head of the leaderboard when they welcomed Ireland to the Principality Stadium for the final game of the tournament. Now Alan Wynne might have been forgiven for being in his own little world as they lined up for the anthems on a cold and wet Saturday in March. He was the captain of the team looking to win a third Grand Slam under Warren Gatlin. Tensions were high and the pressure was on in front of a full house. But, being the family man and all-round good guy he is, Alan Wynne noticed something amiss, even under all that pressure. Each match 
has a mascot, usually a young boy or girl dressed in replica strip that comes out with a team and sings the anthem. Ireland had wanted the stadium roof kept open, believing it would give them an advantage in the rain. It didn't. We give them a tune-in. And, and unlike the Welsh team themselves who had on training jackets, Joey Hobbs, the young mascot for the day, only had a Welsh shirt and shorts on, and the poor lad was freezing. In a lovely moment uh, you can watch online, Alan Wynn bends down, talks to Joey for a few seconds, realises what's going on, then takes his own jacket off and wraps it around the boy to keep him warm. In fact, he kept him wrapped around as he sang the anthem as well. Wales went on to win the match and the tournament, but it's that moment that stays in the memory. Alan Wynne-Jones, Prince of Wales. Number six is a senior airman, David Sharp, who is living with undiagnosed PTSD and depression when he adopted a pit bull puppy called uh, Cheyenne from the local animal shelter. Now, a few months later, his condition had led him to contemplate suicide. So much so that he found himself on the kitchen floor with a gun in his hand. In that moment, perhaps sensing something was wrong, Cheyenne sat down beside her owner and started licking his ear, making David laugh. The veteran said later, it was at that moment that made him think twice about what he was doing. Now, David may have saved Cheyenne from the shelter, but in doing so, he ultimately saved himself. Strangely enough, not long after hearing about the story, I found out that a friend of mine I don't see very often had gone through the same experience with depression, and his dog had saved his life when my friend thought there was no other way out. What wonderful creatures they are. Number seven. Again, here's another person who deserves a list of his own. Uh, George Michael, known and loved by millions in his life. But it wasn't until his death in 2016 that details of his charity work came to light. The former Wham singer took care of those closest to him, such as ensuring his former Wham bandmate Andrew Ridgely received royalties for a careless whisper to make sure he was financially secure, even though Andy had no part in writing it. He also gave generously to charity on a regular basis. Every year, he would donate £100,000 to the Help a London Child campaign. George would also give to those individuals who needed help. Lynette Gillard was competing on Deal or No Deal and explaining if she won, she'd use the money for IVF treatment. Lynette and her husband had already spent in the region of 45 grand trying for a baby. Unfortunately, she didn't win enough on that day for another round of IVF. But a short while later, an anonymous donor made sure the cost of the treatment was covered in full. It wasn't until George's passing that it came out he had been watching the show that day, had felt moved by the woman's story, and had called Channel 4 after the show was over and paid to make the woman's dream come true. His only condition? That he be kept quiet and receive no publicity. Lynette's dream did come true when on Christmas Day she found out she was expecting the baby, the same day George passed away. And that lad's middle name is George.
And finally, number eight. My mother Jennifer worked as a nurse for nearly 40 years. She told me recently about the importance of doing a job that you were meant to do and that you want to do, rather than just a job you're able to do. She told me of her interview going into nursing when she was a teen, about being nervous, but answering the matron's questions as best she could. She did okay, she said, but wasn't sure she'd done enough. Are there any questions you want to ask me about the job, Miss Davis? said the matron. My mother scrambled for something to ask, but ultimately replied, No, I don't think so. But you haven't asked about your wages, said the matron. I didn't think to ask, said my mother. I just want to help people. And as my mother found out later, it was that response that got her the job. Well done, ma'am. So that's it. Another episode done. I want to thank those that are listening every week. I like to think I do the podcasts, whether or not you listen. But it's nice to get the like, the follow, the comment, or the DM say you enjoyed it. In these days when we still can't get together properly, it's nice to know there's still people out there I can connect with. So please, like, follow, comment, share on your Facebook page, Instagram, tell friends to take a chance and listen to these podcasts and tune in next week when hopefully I'll have a special guest. Until then, be cool, be kind, be safe people.